It's so nice to see you. Oh, I, you know what? A lot, sometimes I ramble before, but I'm going to bring out my co-host right now. This is my co-host, Rio Butcher. Let's hear it for Rio Butcher. Yay! Thank you for that. I didn't even ramble. You didn't even ramble not one bit. Wasn't that so nice? I was that was so, so proud nice of, of you. Hey, Thank Rhea, you. you know why I wanted to have you on stage? Because I was just thinking backstage because we was making a TV show about our lives because we oh, were yeah. famous celebrities. <laughs> And I was As you can tell by our jackets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so we missed a couple weeks of the show because mm-hmm. we was making a TV show about our lives because we're celebrities. As you can tell by our jackets. <laughs> Guys, we were making a TV show <laughs> about I mean, feel, our feel lives. Feel free to be excited about that yeah. if you... I get it. You live in Los That's Angeles. Next! I know you're all making a TV show about your lives currently. Yeah. And so, like, but no this was deal. a real one! We already made it! We... It's in the can! They made it. Yeah, it's in the can. Did Thank they put you, that one person. <laughs> Thank you, two people. That Thank guy's that fucking gentleman. into it. Snaps! Snapping. Makes me feel like, you know, we, we toured a couple colleges last year, and yes, that is a real thing. Ugh. They will snap at you, and then I'm like, stop it. <laughs> you are not ready for the real world. I mean, I can tell you have, like, seen some shit, so I know, you know that, like, up. that's not, that doesn't apply to you, but, like, if you see an 18-year-old fucking snapping at you, you're like, what the fuck are you studying? Like, you're not gonna make it, kid! The job market is, there's nobody! You're, it's flooded! There's no opportunities. Care about something, you know? <laughs> and then they, they get really worried. Sure. And then I yeah. just say the word period. Microphone explodes. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I can tell some of you guys are confused. You don't know what this show is. We are the hosts <laughs> of a great stand-up show. We were gone. And so while I was gone, I was just thinking, I was just wanted to take a minute since we're back and uh, just say what's up to the folks who also make this show possible. Mm-hmm. Like Hannah, who runs stuff for us backstage. Yeah. There she is, waving at you. And Megan, who sits there and takes photographs for us. Yeah, you know what she does? She snaps photos for us. <laughs> what? Oh, I get it. I, Good I got it. I got it. I remember now. Moving on. And then Ryan, who's in the booth, and he makes our show into a podcast, and he's like the reason that this show even happened, partially because when I first got to L.A., I asked him to have coffee with me, and I was like, you should make a show with me, and then my wife should co-host it. We weren't even married yet, no, we so married it yet. wasn't my wife, but I, it was my ex-wife at the time that I wanted to <laughs> co-host it with Ellen DeGeneres. So it would have been like kind of a bigger show in some ways, but also more commercial, which is sure. like a real problem. Um, but my current wife, Rhea, is now the co-host. Mm-hmm. And Ryan uh, is awesome, and he makes the show happen. And he's a family <laughs> member. We love him. Mm-hmm. 
His girlfriends are makeup artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. It's, it's a like whole a real. Thing. It's a real thing. Don't forget Jimmy running and the Jimmy, boards up there. And Jimmy, who makes all the lights and sounds happen. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy. You guys didn't clap for Jimmy. That was rude. Also, just FYI, Jimmy, there's like funfetti cake all over this microphone, and it just got all over my face. Wait, <laughs> if you guys noticed, that's. Are you sure that's what that is? Oh no, that, that is what that is. Yeah. And it's it's still moist. So. <laughs> Must have been Betty Crocker. I didn't so. mean to not trust you, but I was like, for sure, it wasn't Funfetti Cake. Then you look at that, fucking Funfetti fun cake, cake, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't spot that shit. <laughs> Thanks, Easily. improv. Easily. Yeah, do they need props? <laughs> Terrible object work. Yeah, it really is. Not supposed to be real. <sighs> anyway. Um, well, we're wives of mm-hmm. each other. <laughs> <laughs> this audience doesn't care about anything. Yeah. It's just a clapping it's show. It's weird. It's weird. A lot of times people specifically come here to see us. So I feel like there's a little bit of like a hazing going on here tonight. <laughs> I want you to know I'm up to it. Like yeah. I am I have I'm I have confidence in spades. It's one of my least attractive qualities. <laughs> What are her most attractive qualities? Wouldn't you like to know? See how confident it is to think that confidence is your least attractive quality? That's what you're working with. Hi. Are you guys, are you waiting to sit down? No. No. Oh my God. Yes, great. Let's do that. Let's do that. The old cake wipe. Get in here. I needed a cape one. Yeah, you can go ahead and have a seat. No problem. And I have to say, so also, much. like, straight up, very good and elaborate ruse yeah. to cover the fact that you came back from the bathroom. Like, think about how we had to plant that seed of, like, there's funfetti. And then I was like, it is funfetti. Just because we knew you were over there and you were going to have to come through and we didn't want you to feel weird. So we just developed all of that backstory. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. Hey, it happens to the best of us. No, yeah, don't go in your seat. That's never what we want. I'm glad you went. How did it feel? I'm glad to hear that. Peeing is pretty fun. Um, Rhea, you were traveling this weekend. Where would you go? I was. I went to Bentonville, Arkansas. How was that? It was pretty great. Wow, really? A lot of Bentonville fans. <laughs> Genuinely surprised. Who was the woos? Who were the woos from? Who are the woos? Claim your woo. Claim it. Claim your woo. Who was the woo? You in the back? Here. We got one over here. Do you know that place? No. Fuck yeah. That is what you need to be more like. <laughs> As a group, he doesn't even know that. Fu- he doesn't know that fucking place. He just knows that we're all human beings and we're gonna die <laughs> soon or later. It doesn't matter, but we're in it together, man. You can choose whether or not this show is good with your ability to buy in and care whether she went to Benville, Arkansas, a place you've never heard of. How was Benville? <laughs> Uh, it was pretty great. I was only there for like, uh, I don't know, 36 hours. What were you doing then? Uh, well, I was there for the Bentonville Film Festival. Cool, cool, cool. Who's, uh, who runs that? Gina Davis. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
now I've got you interested. But still, like, again, not the standing ovation I no, would assume. But that's because they were Just so surprised. at the mention of her name. But, oh, you think that's, what? But did you hear how surprised they were? It was like a roller, they were like, oh! <laughs> sure. You mean the Gina Davis, so. But yes, um, her institute. How's she, how's she doing? She's doing great. Um, I got to interview her one-on-one. <laughs> Uh, which was probably one of the more terrifying things I've ever done in my entire life uh, because she is gorgeous. Uh, yeah, totally. Like six foot three. So it's just like a tall person, yes. <laughs> Hi. Hi, but, Gina. But honey, that's kind of how I feel when I look at you. Oh, come on yeah, now. Yeah, because you're tall and you play baseball. Yep. And that's where the comparison's at. You are in Mensa <laughs> and you were almost Olympian for the archery one plus you also ski. Yep. And you are, those are the facts I know about it. In the longest goodbye. That's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. Charlie Baltimore. Again, not a ton of appreciation for how many facts I know about Gina Davis. <laughs> um, yeah, you went down there to interview. Was that fun? Yeah, it was super fun. Do you want to um, switch? I don't care. Here, no, no, no. just switch. Are you sure? It's like wet. I don't care. Here. <laughs> It's fine. Thank you. It's like the gross... Ugh. I just... It's like... It's wet. All of... Like, she wiped it with a paper towel, and yet moisture is still releasing from the microphone. <laughs> but, like, I guess my question is, actually, how did the frosting get in the microphone? I don't know. <laughs> That's it. That's how... <laughs> League of Their Own Reunion game. They, yes, they were, indeed. And uh, I interviewed her, and I brought... I have my own, like, picture-quality Rockford Peaches baseball hat that I brought with me. Um, and in the interview, Gina Davis had her actual picture hat. Uh, she had the actual Dottie Henson hat n- sitting next to me, and I was like, that's the hat! That's the hat! And then she tried on my hat, which also I was like, and then we took a picture with our hats on. She put the hat on like she does in the movie. <laughs> I was like, hey. she does. She does put it on. She like puts that. it on like that. Yeah. And then but I put my hat on, and she was like, huh, "You look just like Kit." And then I was like, <laughs> I can't believe we got you to leave that place. I, me neither. You didn't just stay. You didn't just stay. It sounds like a dream come true. It was sounds like a dream come true. Yeah. You also met Marla Hooch. What hitter? Yeah, you did. You, you also met her. And we were talking today when we were walk, when we were going on a little hike together, we were talking about how fucking awesome that, that actor is. Yeah. For no number one, that's a great storyline in that movie. You first of all, I know you've seen A League of Their Own. You remember Marla Hooch. You've never seen A League of Their Own? Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Thank you for apologizing. <laughs> I'm fucking upset with you. <laughs> Why haven't you seen it? What is the age of you? I'm from Liechtenstein. It's like... Uh, oh, yeah! No, like, for real? No problem! No problem! You're from Liechtenstein! Yeah! Don't worry about it! Don't worry about it! Don't worry about it! How did you get here? I don't mean, like, I'm assuming you flew, but, like, what... How are you here? I was swimming on my boyfriend. 
swam on your boyfriend again. Did you just make a joke in your second language? Because I'm fucking proud of you. I'm fucking proud of you. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. There's a case this is here the somewhere. only language I speak. I'm telling jokes this well. I'm clearly killing because this is my native tongue. But here you're coming here, a fluent in Lichtenstonian. <laughs> Lichtenstonian. What is the language? Swiss German. Swiss German. Mm. Obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> How is that different than German? It's totally different. Oh, it's a whole different language? Yeah, it's like the Germans, they don't understand it. Oh, great. great. Ger- Germans just don't understand. So does that ever feel... <laughs> does that ever feel... Good. Good. So, are people in Liechtenstein upset that it's that it's called Swiss German, since it's since neither of those those are not you. You realize those are other countries. No one cares. I just said that that you could understand it because uh, actually, actually we say we speak Liechtensteinian. So. I, so wait, just like straight up, I was fucking right. <laughs> I said that word, and then you were like, I'll say it how you can understand. <laughs> I like everything about you. You are cool. You are a cool person. Let's hear it for this person. <laughs> it is a movie about baseball, and what it is about is in World War II, uh, the dudes in the US, they went to where <laughs> you are from. They went. Speaking, that maybe this was there was going to be a twist here. Um, Just a tiny twist. We were fighting. You remember when? Here's the thing. You, Germans just didn't understand. Yeah. And so a lot of American men. There was men, a big thing that was happening, and not a no. Don't worry about it. But um, yeah. So because a lot of American men went overseas, women formed a professional baseball league and played professional baseball and that happened in the United States and then as soon as the war was over uh, the men came back and then the women just didn't play baseball anymore well they did they played for they played 12 seasons and then they were canceled I don't know what you would call that eliminated from existence <laughs> I, I think it's I think the word is women Oh, yeah, they were, they remembered they were women, and yeah. they were like, yeah, you can't do this. <laughs> oh, have you guys been doing this? Do you, do you enjoy this? <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> nah. We don't need you. Um, oh, you're catching up to us in your skills and ability? This is done. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Yeah. Stupid. So I'm a big baseball fan. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about, okay, yeah. so that's what the movie so is about. So that's the movie. And we were talking about Marla Hooch, who's what a hitter. an awesome part of this movie. She's unattractive. That's what her storyline is, is that she's unattractive, but she's amazing at hitting baseballs. And so they have her on the team, and she's always shot from far away because it's like a funny part of the joke. Like, she's so ugly, but 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 what a hitter! But she's, They're basically standing at home plate, and she's in left field. Yeah. Every other person is, like, getting a glamour shot. Every other person is literally Madonna. In the, yeah. <laughs> right. And I was, we were talking about how, and because you 
her name is Megan Cavanaugh. Megan Cavanaugh. And you met her. She's super nice. I did meet her. And that was was also her first movie. I was just thinking about like, God, God bless this person. Like, I just want to, I don't believe in God, but if there was one, this is who that woman should bless. Um, the woman that is God. Uh, we've got is a woman that's playing baseball, and that's what I believe. Um, she but, should bless Marla Hooch. Yes, because imagine, like that. I loved that movie growing up, and I loved that role because she's like a tomboy and she yeah. doesn't know how to behave like a lady because she's raised by her dad. But then you grow up and you realize like that was a real woman. Mm-hmm. That was a real actor who had to who had to read that description like. Very ugly, like like not camera worthy. And then she had to be like, "I'm right for this." Okay. And she had to go in mm-hmm. and read for it, and be in the movie, and be amazing, and go to all the premiere. I mean, I'm assuming she went to mm-hmm. stuff for the movie, and like watch people laugh at her, mm-hmm. and then come out with a positive attitude, mm-hmm. and be rad for the rest of her life, not yep. be angry. Mm-hmm. Just want to give it up for that lady. Yeah. <laughs> Marla Hooch. What a hitter. What a hitter. You guys, we got an awesome show for you tonight. People have traveled from as far away as Liechtenstein. Not in a plane. Swimming on their boyfriend's they back. Swimming on their boyfriend. Not surfed, also, by the way. That's, that's the thing, that it wasn't like a surfing on a boyfriend situation. It was like a, no, 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 stay down. <laughs> I have seen you swim, and it's a little bit like you're swimming it on a boyfriend. It looks like I'm swimming back. on a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah it really does. Rhea's the sweetest because she's got so many skills. She can fix a car. She can fix our house. Mm-hmm. She can fix anything, but she can't swim. <laughs> and I didn't find that out until we like went on vacation together because yes. I thought I could swim. <laughs> have you ever like thought you could do something and then somebody goes, "Oh, <laughs> you can't swim," and you're just going. She's like just bobbing below the water, barely like, what, what do you mean? Honey. What do you mean? I haven't called for help. I'm swimming. Honey, you're in the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> Great joke. Thank you. She can't swim at all. And what's great is that we're, we, you know, as a couple, we have different skills. Mm-hmm. Like I can't fix cars or anything, but in high school I was like a champion breaststroker. Still are! <laughs> okay, you guys, that's very funny. And I have... I don't know what else to say to you. It's hilarious. It's a hilarious joke. Guys, you're gonna love this show. Let's hear one more time for Rhea. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. I'm doing this. Um, our first comic is a good friend of mine. I think he's very funny. You may have seen him on Conan. You guys, give it up for Alan Strickland Williams. Uh, can I get more cake on the mic? Uh, how, about a, how about a hand for a Cameron Rhea? I don't often get to do a show with hosts that have hair as good as mine. So this is very, very fun. Um, a little about me. I'm originally from Florida. Mm. 
Uh, a lot of people don't really understand Florida. A lot of people don't really know what it's all about. I have this analogy I like to use to explain it in case you've never been there, Liechtenstein. Uh, <laughs> if America is the Walmart, then Florida is that McDonald's inside the Walmart. <laughs> That's Florida. <laughs> this is actually true. It's 100% true. Growing up, elementary school, when we did the Pledge of Allegiance in Florida, it always starts with ba with da ba da bang da bang diggy diggy. <laughs> 100% true. Uh, I live in California now. Love it out here. The only thing is we have that drought. I don't know if you guys heard about this. We're in a drought. It's been upgraded. The term now, the technical term for it, is a severe drought. The old term used to be hella chill. Used to be a real mellow drought. Good vibes drought. Trevor was there. Uh, anyone out there worried about the drought? Yeah? yeah. Uh, I'm not uh, at all. I'll tell you why. Because California is the babe of America. Okay? And I can say this with some authority as a babe. We get what we want. Okay? Here's some facts. Up in the Central Valley in this golden state of ours of the I-5, we grow some like 90% of the food that the rest of the country eats. We got nerds up in San Francisco making apps and phones. We got agents and celebrities down here making TV shows and movies. We literally keep all of America fat and happy. Give us your water. We're thirsty. We're thirsty babies. We need that water to grow more medicine. Other states are worried. They're like, oh, California better not come knocking on our door, try to take our water. Newsflash other states, you want to keep your water? Make one the dark night. <laughs> Grow some fucking avocados, develop a ride sharing app, we get your water. <laughs> and if that could be room temp with lemon wedge on the side, that'd be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, what a what an antiquated notion. No, we're all we're all on social media so much. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Whenever the slightest thing changes on it, everyone loses their minds. And I think it's funny. It's like, what if we were like that with our actual friends? Oh, did you hear about Wanda? Yeah, she dyed her hair. Fuck Wanda. <laughs> I don't like Wanda anymore. I'm not going to hang out with Wanda. Two weeks later, I'm back with Wanda. I need Wanda. I won't lie. A lot of that's funny just because the name Wanda. Facebook, you see, I, all my friends now are having babies. And on Facebook, you see all the pictures. And I saw one recently that was, uh, it, was a, it was a newborn baby, a boy. And had a little onesie on, and the onesie on on the baby said, uh, 
ladies, I have arrived. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, this baby likes to fuck. All right. That's a wing baby right there. I'm gonna go out with that baby. Get some, get fucked. Politics are happening all around us. We cannot stop it. Donald Trump is now the presumptive Republican nominee. I'm all for it. I'm not kidding. I'm all for it. I, I, I say let's just turn into a full-on parody of ourselves. You know, he looks like he should play the president in a movie. Let him do it. I feel like we're about to enter our weird owl phase of our dynasty. We're all going to eat it or something. A lot of people are like, oh, don't worry about it. He'll never pull it off. He'll never pull it off. I don't know. I think he could. I just think tomorrow he needs to announce that his running mate is Guy Fieri. And I think all of America would just be like, you got it. I don't know. I, I obviously I fucking hate Trump, but I get it. I get the appeal of Donald Trump. He's daddy. He's daddy. He's daddy. He's gonna make. He's making a lot of promises. He's gonna build the kids a treehouse. The neighbors are gonna pay for it. I get it, daddy. Love it. Get it. I get it. We all love daddy. But think about your own lives. Think about your family. Think about growing up. Who actually got shit done? Mom. Mom. No one liked her. No one likes mom. She's not charming. She's stressed out telling everyone what to do. But she put food on the table and made sure we learn how to fucking read. So I'll vote for the mom. If I could have dinner with any person, living or dead, I think I'd choose Donald Trump and I want him to be dead. <laughs> I just want to have a nice meal. Uh, I like having sex because it feels good. It's true. You should try it. it feels really good. Uh, I like having sex with women. With women... It, Women, it's just like so much higher stakes for sex than it is for men. It's just harder to be a woman. This is a fact. So as a man, you know, I try to accommodate. I try to anticipate needs. You know, it's like you light a candle. Maybe you have some baby wipes for after. It's much appreciated. Call a Lyft, not an Uber, you know. You should know this. But I think the worst part about being a woman and having sex with a man is uh, after he puts his dumb dick in you... He asks you this, he goes, uh, did I make you come? Did I? A god? Make you a lowly mortal come? That must be fucking annoying. So I don't do that. I don't, I've never, I'll never ask a woman if I made her come. I always ask her, did I make you think? Is this a learning moment in some way? Uh, I, uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, I'll leave you with this. I, uh, 
found out that uh, when, uh, when you get older, the taste buds on your tongue, they actually change uh, with time, which I guess explains why now, as an adult, I love eating that ass. <laughs> I hated it as a kid. <laughs> you guys gotta laugh more of that. I'm Alex Jacob Williams. Thank you. Alex Jacob Williams, you guys, let him hear it. One fun little tidbit about uh, Bentonville, Arkansas. <laughs> All right, I'll just leave it at that. Just the thought of a tidbit of Bentonville, Arkansas, I was like, yeah, that's funny. That's good. That's actually the home of Walmart. Like, that's where Walmart was, like, invented. <laughs> Is that what you say about a store? Yeah, this concept of, like, global consumerism. Yeah, it was invented there. <laughs> and then I, I was told that as I was, like, getting there. And, you know, like, immediately my, my like, punk rock brain was like, ah! <laughs> Like, so mad about it. Because the last time I went into Walmart, I think I shoplifted. <laughs> like, I mean, this is recorded, so no, I did not shoplift. That was a joke. <laughs> but then I got there, and I realized, oh, there's people that live here, and that's, like, their job. So Walmart is the devil, but also, like, there's also people involved in it. And then when I got to Bentonville, there's, like, a little town square and they have the original walmart there that's just the walton five and dime or whatever and i was like i guess we'll check it out and then it had like a cool truck in front of it and i was like well, that's a, a pretty cool truck <laughs> and then i went into the store and then it had like all the just all the candy like old timey hershey's bars and like just floor to ceiling they had an actual daisy red right right rider uh bb gun an actual one, like from the stupid movie, from the whole thing, with the cup is in the sock. And I was like looking around, and all of a sudden I was like grabbing all this stuff to buy. I mean, they had a Wooly Willy, and they also had a Hairdo Harriet. I've never even seen a Hairdo Harriet. And I'm just like losing my mind, and then I get to a wall full of pins, and they're like all very cool. And they're like just Walmart flair, like what you would see on a vest. And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 and I'm like grabbing all of it. And then I was like, this is still Walmart! What are you doing? So I didn't buy anything. But I did get to hang out with Gina Davis, so it was all worth it. I like that joke. I heard that laugh. Those are my favorite laughs. Ha ha! I can never tell if it's for or against, and that's why I like it. Because it goes right into my anxiety, and it just sits right in there. My anxiety's like... You're okay. You're not okay. You're okay. You're not okay. My favorite. I don't even exercise. I just have anxiety. Does anybody else have anxiety? Tell me that you have anxiety! Okay. I have anxiety that this show is not going to continue, so I'm going to bring up the next comic. Are you guys ready for our next comic? Because it is our first time on the show, and anytime we have a comic who's their first time, we love to give a super warm welcome. You guys, please give a huge welcome to Miss Faith Joyce! Hello. So, uh, when I get dressed in the morning, I have this thing called, um, it's called a lesbian dressing coin. And on one side, it says cat shirt. 
On the other side, it says plaid shirt. I'll let you guys guess which one I flipped tonight. Guys, I'm going to take a second to uh, plug my web series real quick. You Check it out. Uh, you can find it anywhere web series are found. It's called A Comedian Crying in the Shower with a Beer. <laughs> New beer every episode. I like to keep things fresh. You guys, I'm a paranoid person. Uh, my friends give me a lot of shit about it. Uh, when I drive on the freeway, I won't drive next to a semi-truck in case it explodes. <laughs> I won't drive next to those trucks that carry cars in case one is not securely fastened and it falls on me how embarrassing, right? Whenever I'm riding on a subway, I always hold on to the pole, right? Because in case something blows that subway car the fuck apart, I'm just going to koala bear around it and just fly through the subway tunnel screaming the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. That's exactly how that's going to happen. But my friends give me a lot of shit about it. They're like, come on, chill out. What are the odds? What are the odds that something terrible is going to happen to you? Because you're black in America. <laughs> what are the odds? Right, what are the odds that something terrible is going to happen to you because you're a woman? What are the odds? What are the odds that something terrible is going to happen to you because you're a gay person? What are the odds? Come on, here's the thing, guys. I'm terrible at math. I haven't ran the numbers, I have not crunched the statistics, but I am still pretty sure that if you add those three things up, it's gonna equal more than 100%. I'm like the super Walmart of bashing, you guys. One-stop shopping for your hate crimes right here. Oh, shit is right. <laughs> so I try to be a positive person. Do you guys... Do you guys remember being little kids and having... Uh, what was that called? A lot of kids had this growing up. Uh, hope? Do you guys remember <laughs> that? Do you remember being told that uh, anything you could dream of or conceive of would come true if you just work hard? <laughs> just... I had so much hope when I was a kid. Oh, guys, do you remember this? Do you remember fundraising for your school? Guys, no matter where you're from, even if you're from fucking Liechtenstein, <laughs> you always sold the same shit, right? It was magazines, it was wrapping paper, and the world's shittiest chocolate. Those were the three things. And who decided this was a good idea, by the way? They were like, hey, uh, the school's running out of money because we pay teachers so much. <laughs> Anyone got any ideas? And some guy in the background's like, yeah, I got an idea. And they're like, fuck Steve, damn it. <laughs> and Steve's like, hey, how about this? How about we wait until it's dark outside, school's out, and we send the children door to door peddling wares. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Sex offenders, we know you can't come to the school. So we're gonna bring the school to you. <laughs> and they have their own candy. And they're like, normally, Steve, you're so far off base, but this time, yes, let's do it. I had so much hope as a kid, guys. When I was in high school, I made a pact with my best friend. We were like, by the time we're 21, we're gonna be so famous. 
oh my God, we're going to show up at the high school reunion in a helicopter. <laughs> Tell you how good we were doing in high school. We plan on going to the reunion at 21. <laughs> Here was the plan. We were going to land the helicopter right on the roof of the auditorium, right? We were going to rappel down the side of the building because we went to ninja school. That's what rich people do. We were going to run inside, kick over the refreshments table for no reason, right? Tiger uppercut a quarterback, give a cheerleader a wedgie. And then as we were leaving early, everyone's going to run after us like, oh my God, we're so sorry for all the emotional stress and trauma we cost you those four years. But we forgot to get your autograph. Then you wake up and you're 30 eating ice cream over your sink with your hands. Because all your plastic spoons are dirty. But then you're like, you know what? No, I think 16-year-old me would still consider this winning. Ice cream for breakfast? Are you kidding me? Cookies for dinner, bitch. I'm an adult. I do adult things. I'm a healthy person, though. I mean, aside from that, cookies for dinner, ice cream for breakfast, I'm a healthy person. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes. I also don't smoke crack, and I don't smoke crack for the same reason a lot of people don't smoke weed. Because my parents smoked a shitload of it when I was a kid. It made it really uncool. I don't smoke cigarettes, though, right? And everyone has that friend who got caught smoking cigarettes when they were a kid, right? The story's always the same. Like, I was 15, I was in the shed. There's always a shed involved. (laughs) Whenever someone gets caught doing something illicit underage, right? Moral of the story, guys, if you plan on raising a kid right, do not do it on a property that has a shed. (laughs) But the story's always the same. It's always like, yeah, I was 15, my parents caught me. You know what they made me do? They made me smoke the entire pack right then and there to teach me a lesson, which is a stupid thing to do, you guys. It's a terrible way to raise your kids. It doesn't work. And I'll tell you how I know it doesn't work. When I was 16, my parents caught me having sex. Guys, they made me eat the entire pack of lesbians right then and there to teach me a lesson. Didn't work. (laughs) Guys, now I'm up to two packs a day. (laughs) I'm Faith Choice. Thank you. She was amazing. Faith, I feel like if you want, like for, as a dream actualization exercise... Maybe check out Romy Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> that scene is in there. You can experience it that way. They should have ended up together. Okay, sorry. Just a moment we had. I read her haircut and I knew where we were going with this. Um, go fuck yourselves. Cool, cool, cool. Speaking of haircuts, I had the funniest experience. I went to the bank today, and I had to I had to switch a, a large amount of money from one account to another. <laughs> Sorry, I said that, but what I'm trying to say is that I had to go in like a private banking room. I should actually go fuck myself. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I just said that. What I mean is I couldn't do it at the... Fuck, 
that I I have a lot of money and no, I don't but I had to switch fuck I had to go talk to a lady one on one in a room at the bank she was a banker I got the money out, and then I just fucking burned it. Just burned it because I'm a wealthy person. No, um, I had to switch money between accounts, regular amount. And I had to talk to a personal banker to do that. And I waited for a minute because she was with somebody else. And then she came out and she saw me and she said, Oh my God, you changed your hair. And that's not true. At this point, it's a fucking problem. I've had this haircut for like eight years. It has lived its life. But especially like that banker. Like we didn't know each other 10 years ago. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I don't think so. And she was like, you did though. Get in here, let's talk. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So we went in there and she was like, she was like, I'm dying to know. I've been dying to know since the last time you were in here. How did that date go? And I was like, what? And she was like, the last time you were in here, you were about to go on a huge date. Your haircut was different then. And I'm dying to know how it went. And I was like, I don't think this is me. Actually, I was like, I don't think this is me. Just trying to make, like, I wasn't going on a date. How long ago was this? I'm a married person. Um, And I was like, I didn't think this was me. And she was like, it was. And I was like, I don't know, it wasn't. (laughs) I've never talked about dating with you. (laughs) And she was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm just thinking of somebody else. And maybe they had the other haircut. I'm thinking, I'm like, that's probably it. (laughs) Probably that person. But I actually, the banker was being really friendly. Like, she was trying to connect with me. She's a sweetheart. I left just thinking, like, way more about that other woman with, I'm assuming, symmetrical hair, who went to her banker, and then when the door was shut, was like, I am going on a huge fucking date. I wanted to tell you first. <laughs> like, how does that... Actually, how does that come up? During, like, a banking... Like, when would be the right moment? Was that person getting out, like, so much money that they had to go see a private banker because they were... Like, what was... What happened on that date? And who is she? Who's this lady? Um, has anybody ever talked to like a, like a service professional about their dating life? If you did, I want to talk to you so much right now. Like, has anybody, have you? You seem like you're whispering. Have you done it? Oh, no, you're saying like you said when you go get your haircut, because it's the first thing. Oh, yeah, haircut, that's different, for sure. Because that is the only way you can fill that time. <laughs> Somebody's touching your head. It's just immediately like, here's the fucking I've been doing. Like, it's very weird. It's very weird. But my 
hairstylist is amazing because I, I am a stand-up comic and I, sometimes people assume certain things about your lifestyle, like that you party very hard. Um, but mostly my job is like, it ver- it, it's very mu- I work very many hours a day and, and I don't really drink um, and I travel a lot. So it's hard to have like fun social friend. What are they called? Friends. <laughs> but my my the person who cuts my hair is this amazing dude. His name is Pony. That's his name. So already you're like, I'm fucking in. Is your name a hairstyle? Great. <laughs> Um, he has a, a lot of face tattoos, which look really nice on him. And he also does, um, like, it's always amazing. It's always the most L.A. thing. And he drops it in a really smooth way. So I love to hear what he's been up to. Because he'll be like, what have you been up to? Like, oh, I was working, traveling. He's like, I'm like, what have you been up to? And he's like, I went to the desert. And <laughs> after... Meeting with crystals, I pierced people. And I follow him on Instagram, so I know he means like he fucking pierced the shit out of people. He does human being art projects involving lots of earrings all over your body. He is interesting. So, like, I actually talk less just to see, because he's kind of slow. So I just, I wait. I see if I, like, leave a gap, if he'll just tell me anything else about what he's been up to. What parts did you pierce? Oh, clavicle. Really? A lot? A lot. You're kidding me. How much does it bleed? Not that much. Unless I want it to. Okay. When would you want to? Depending on what our goals are. What could the goals be? I love this person. He's the best. Anybody else? Any other service professionals you've talked to like about really serious stuff? Hair, hairstylist is totally one. Nobody else? Nail people. Na- oh, yeah, if you're getting your nails done. Yes, for sure. Who gets their, who's, who gets their nails done? You? Well, who's, that, who's at that? Oh, yeah, yeah. How's that going? I find that to be terrifying. I don't know, for some reason, giving somebody my hands. <sighs> I have family members in the audience tonight, and so I can't explain to you why it's so traumatic for me to give somebody my hands, but just trust me. It's a sexuality issue. I'll tell you when you're older. she mean I don't get it how do lesbians have sex It's always just two hands straight up in the air. Like a roller coaster. I call it skydiving. Some two of them are having sex on TV. But their hands are both up in the air. All of their hands. 
happening <laughs> off camera. Well, hard to know. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So much weirdness right now. <laughs> For a lot of people, a lot of people feel very in on this joke. A lot of people are very confused. Some people staunchly unaffected. They don't want to know. I can see in your faces, shut up. Shut up. Well guys, we got, we got more stand-up comics on this show. Are you ready for those other people? I knew you would be. This gentleman is on a show that is called Wrecked on TBS. He's a very funny man. Let's hear it right now for Asif Ali. Give it up for him. Come on. Give it up for Cameron's money. Fuck yeah, dude. Stack it up. Stack it up, right? Fucking, she's gonna be the Rick Ross of comedy. Come out in a fucking mink and be like, you'll never live my lifestyle. And fuck all your girlfriends. Thanks for coming to the show. <laughs> I wish he could do that and comedy be that unrelatable. Just be like, oh man, isn't crazy having a fucking Bentley? What are you guys up to? Hmm? You guys ever fuck so much your dick gets tired and you're just like, I get it. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Nah, I'm a, I'm a romantic. I'll be, I'll be real with you. You know, sometimes it gets you into trouble when you're romantic. You know, I was with this girl once, and I started thinking of romantic comedies because a lot of girls like that shit. So <laughs> that's as deep as my research goes. <laughs> I ask one dude friend of mine, and he goes, you girls like that shit. And I go, all right, I'm rolling with that. That's science. <laughs> so I notice in all those movies, there's always a scene where a girl wears the guy's shirt. Right? It's after they go to Bone Town. She's out there in the living room, or in the kitchen, and she's just fucking ass out making eggs. You've seen this scene. We love this. America loves this scene. It's in every movie. Okay? She makes the eggs just like this, just jingle jangling around. <laughs> she's searching for gold and making eggs. Same time. And she's a sensible girl. It's not a good angle to cook. You're going to get grease in your face, but she does it. So I was like, I'm going to try that. And I was like... Hey, babe, why don't you try my shirt? <laughs> and she's like, okay. And uh, she put it on, and uh, it fit. <laughs> uh, so it's the most emasculating thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. There's nothing more of a boner killer than you being like, hey, babe, you want to try, try my shirt? And she's like, hey, this just fits great. <laughs> I'm gonna put some pants on and never talk to you again. I'll see you later. <laughs> Girls have a lot of requirements. You guys have requirements. You like guys, uh, well, what, do you, what do you like in a man? Uh, what, what do you like in a man? I like women. You like women, <laughs> damn. <laughs> what have I done? My set was that bad. She turned the corner that quickly and was like, uh-uh, not this Indian Ellen DeGeneres. No, 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 no. Not happening. 
No, that's fine. Uh, no, it's totally fine. What do you like in a woman? Charm. Charm. You classy lady in sweats. Look at you. <laughs> Little princess. I like that. Every time I go with the girls, it seems like a lot of them like tall guys. In my life, I never really understood it. Now I get it. See, women, I see how you take photos of yourselves. It's never here. Have you noticed this? It's never like, hey, this is a sensible angle for me to take a photo of my face. It's always in the heavens. This is always the angle that they're taking. This is a reasonable photo for them. I get why you want to be at the tall guy. He's looking at you at glamour angle. 20, he's looking at you at Photoshop all year long. I get it. You don't want to not date me because I'm not tall. You don't want to date me because every time I look at you, it's fucking DMV angle. Right? It's a little low, the lighting's bad. You don't want me around. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of phrases people say. You guys heard this phrase, uh, tall, dark, and handsome? That's a phrase people say. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the dark and tall, dark, and handsome, uh, that's a white guy. That's a white guy with a tan. Uh, did you guys know that? That horrifying truth? It's a white guy named Dwayne who goes to the Bahamas from time to time. <laughs> A lot of people woo about shit at comedy shows. You know, like that. That guy. For nothing sometimes. People woo for like relationships or like what city they're from. Even if they went to college, that's like a thing they woo for. <coughs> Nobody ever woos for uh, community college. I've never... It's true. No one has ever wooed for community college. I did a show two weeks ago and I tried it out. I was like, hey, has anyone here been to a community college? And there was a guy in the front who was like, shut up, man. I'm here with my family. Don't bring that shit up. <laughs> Police have been shooting a lot of black people. Um, like, for a long time. Like, pretty much the entirety of America. And uh, it's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Uh, the weirdest thing about it is that... Uh, They'll have these press conferences, and then the reporters will be like, hey, wh wh who's going to look into this? And the cops, every time, they're all just like, we are. <laughs> you guys know that they've built this loophole for themselves? They investigate themselves? What the fuck is this? They're just like, yeah, we're going to look into what we did. <laughs> and then get back to you on how we did not do anything wrong. I'll see you guys later. It's fucking crazy. Do you realize how quickly society would crumble if we could all do that? If you catch a girl cheating, hey, what the fuck is going on here? She's like, hey, these are some crazy allegations you're throwing right now. <laughs> all right? I'm going to do a full investigation and get back to you. <laughs> I grew up in Arizona. Uh, guns are like a big deal over there. You know, this is, I don't know. It seems like to me the people that have the most guns uh, have like the least amount of shit worth stealing. Do you guys you ever watch the news? It's always like a dude in the woods who's like, ah, the fucking coming for my guns, man. I'm like, you work at Arby's, dude. No, no, you have nothing. Nothing's coming. No one's coming for your fucking Kevin James DVDs. We can relax. <laughs> so it's like, how do we get these crazy people to relax? You gotta fight fire with fire. You know what I mean? These macho crazy dudes. 
Gay dudes. Gay dudes are like, they're kryptonite. Okay? <laughs> These macho guys, they, they don't want to be associated with anything with gay dudes. Which, by the way, gay dudes have been stopping shit for these guys for, like, decades without even thinking about it. They stopped Mazda Miatas and rollerblading, and that wasn't even on their agenda. That was just, like, a Tuesday. <laughs> just saw, like, 15 gay dudes fucking rollerblading, like, really well. And they're just like, that's just yours now. That's for you. That's for the rest of your life. We're never, we're never doing that ever again. That's for you. <laughs> Because it's like, what would fuck up the minds of these macho gun guys more than them being at one of their shitty conventions wearing, like, camo in the daytime and, like, fucking having old-timey cannons and shit than you just bussing in 200 of the most exquisitely gay dudes in America. Just, like, top-tier flamboyant. And just, they're just fucking there twirling guns. Just looking around. Just like, we suck dicks and we load clips! Who's got the white wine? Guarantee you every dude there would be like, all right, we're just doing bows and arrows from now on. That's it. We're getting the fuck out of here. All right, Amasoli, thank you guys so much. Good night. Messed up my hair on the curtain. Though. I'm sorry. I was just thinking when Asp was talking about macho dudes and then gay dudes being their kryptonite that he hasn't met our macho gay male neighbors. Yeah, he hasn't met them. They're fucking dope. <laughs> they do mud runs. Mud runs! And then they come they home come like half shirts naked. Shirts off. Totally <laughs> shaven. Like, hey, the ladies. mud stick's so sweet. I'm like, excuse I'm like, me? Stop it. What'd you say? You guys know I love a top-heavy man. She does. She loves a top-heavy man. <laughs> so I see we have the cutest, most macho dude neighbors. And they're just, they're just like, they're just in love with each other. And they're the same height. Mm-hmm. And they have the same haircut. Yep. And they get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and they go fucking to the gym. No, they just go to the gym. They go, just go to the gym. <laughs> I, th- I threw in a fucking, then I realized that was not the right word. Are you for saying that. they like fuck their way to the gym? They just, no, they go to the gym. They're normal people. The it's a real swimming on their boyfriend sort of situation. <laughs> They go to the gym, they work out so much. Mm-hmm. They're so handsome. Mm-hmm. Their faces are beautiful. Oh, sometimes they receive our packages when we're out of town. <laughs> but we never receive theirs. <laughs> also, one time we went out to breakfast with them. This is the weirdest. I'm so sorry, because we really should keep the show going, but I just have to tell you, one time we went out to breakfast with them, and they were like, oh, we have to tell you this story. And we're like, okay. And they just, we walked the whole way to breakfast, just chit-chatting, we sat down, and they were like, hey, you know our neighbor? We have this neighbor, he's very older, 80. He is out pottering in the backyard all the time. And he um, took a picture of his penis, printed it on a printer, used crimping shears you know like for scrapbooking glued it on the inside of construction paper and then delivered it to their door (laughs) with a question written on it that said do you know anybody that would want to have a fun time with this yes so it was like a physical grinder it was amazing (laughs) it was time travel I would never laugh at somebody... Well, it's a little... First of all, it's a little spooky and creepy and scary. Uh, So there's that, right? So that's the only reason I'm telling you it. Not to shame this man, but also this man should be shamed. Because that is... Get the fuck out of here with that. It's a little aggressive. Um, 
it's a lot aggressive. But it's also like such... Also, that's such the difference between gay men and lesbians, because they are just, like, laughing about it. Because we went back to their apartment, and they showed we it to like, us. We were like, did you call someone? We were like, this is Who sexual did you assault! Call? Did you tell the landlord? We're like, no, we show everybody you gotta go, you got to go to Lambda Legal with we're this! We're like, this is insane! We already have tickets. We are just well, like, no, no, no! Not in Hillary Clinton's America! <laughs> We were then so the I think the, the most interesting part of this story is that this had happened six months prior. Yep. And that for six months they saw us and they were like, Has anything interesting happened recently? <laughs> no, I can't think of anything. Have a great day! Like <laughs> How do you sit on that story for six months? We see them every day. And also they kept saying to us, like, we have this great story. We'll tell it to you. Tell sometime. you sometime. <laughs> we just have to have dinner. And they were like Dangling this. I mean, that took what two I thought seconds. was a carrot over our faces. It was a carrot. It really it was. Really, it was a dick pic. Yeah. They were just like, oh, um, we want to hang such out with you. An, it, such a, such a, like, and also just the. I want to know if this guy was aware of technology and the fact that people do this via phones now. But he also had an inkjet printer, so he does yes. have some awareness of. Right, no, what I want, that's what I want to know. I want to know, like, has this been this guy's move for, like, 50 years? Mm-hmm. Or was he, like, peop- what did he read somewhere? Like, people are sending nude mm-hmm. pictures of themselves, and he was like, I know the easiest way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they really got some mail that day, right? He was a dude. Okay, well, anyway, let's, uh, you guys, boy, I mean, here's what's amazing. We have three comics left that comprise two acts, Mm -hmm. and they are, uh, they're three wonderful people. We love them so much, all of them were at our wedding. At our wedding. Um, these next two comics are... (laughs) What what happened? I don't know, is that, were you guys laughing at me, or something else? (laughs) I don't know what happened. Sometimes I just like to emphasize what yeah, she's saying. Sure. I don't like just make a joke. Sometimes I'm just like, at our wedding. All right, let's keep it going. Um, we love these. We love these two comics. They are old friends of ours from Chicago. I've known them. I mean, just for years. Just and, like and I life. love them so much. Um, so let's hear it right now for the Putterboss sisters. Give it up. Uh, Nobody deserves success as much as them. Give them another round of applause. I know. Female duo acts, though, right? Never gonna work. I don't know how it's gonna gonna work. work. (laughs) Never gonna work. So, in honor of Of Gina Davis and Rhea, meeting Gina Davis, ourselves, and Cameron, and and Bensonville, wherever that was, Bensonville. Bensonville. I think we start with a little tune you guys might know. And if you know it, sing it. And if you don't, then don't sing it. Okay. All right. We are the members of the all-American team. We come from cities near and far. We are Canadians, Irish ones, and Swedes. We're all for one. We're one for all. We're all American. Each girl stands right 
Uh, yeah! Yes! Play ball! Yes, Cameron! Play ball! It was supposed to start out different. It was supposed to start batter up. Hear that call. The time has come. Gina Davis Tiffany I tell ya. Oh, then now that was fun. Now that was fun. And I think that we do come out and say something now that we're in LA. Sure. I'd like to come out and say something. Uh, we are women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it feels good sometimes. And it, it really does. And, you know, if you guys know anything about comedy, you will know it's a woman's game. And, yeah. and you know, for me, sometimes it's just nice to get out of the kitchen. And... <laughs> For me, if I do say anything you like tonight, that's because I have a Bluetooth in and a male comic's telling me what to say. <laughs> <laughs> and if I say anything you don't like, well, that one's me. Okay. Ugh. And if you guys aren't laughing, it's fine. We don't have anything against male comics. We've let a lot of them inside of us. Sure. <laughs> it's kind of like a catch and release program, and then you just release them into the wild, and they're like, ah, don't do that to other people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It feels good. I know a lot of gals have a lot better bodies than me here in L.A., but it's like I have a killer antique collection. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do. And coming from the Midwest. Coming from the Midwest. You gotta own your body in a whole new way in L.A. You know? I noticed that, sister. Sure. Yeah, yeah, because we're... there are jokes, and we have them together. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, we did move from Chicago three months ago, and... Um, you got to get out of Chicago because you don't want to die at 42. Sure. <laughs> you want to remember what a Tuesday feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, who? But like, you know, I think that when I got here, I was like, oh, I get it. This is like fourth wave feminism, mm-hmm. owning my body in a different way. It's called Midwest chic physique. Right. And I'm just like, oh, how you feel about these cracker barrel knees I'm working mm. with? <laughs> these Robert Frost dripping knees I got going on. Oh, how you feel about these roadless traveled knees I'm, I'm working with? <laughs> how do you feel about these Papa John's dipping sauce thighs? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just gotta wear a bikini to the pool and just be like, excuse me, do you not know what a Fuddruckers manager is supposed to look like? <laughs> You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. The bag's a little more fluffy, a little more gray, but it's the same, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, Jeff, what is up? We don't get a chance to hang. We don't get a chance to catch up. Let's do it right now in in our seven minutes. Let's do it right now. Let's catch up. Well, I hung out. um, You hung? I hung! I hung out. Uh, I I I also I have a gender neutral pussy, so I was hanging out uh, and hitting on a woman with a cargo shorts blouse, and um, and that's a blouse made of cargo shorts. And um, I was like, that is impressive. And I, where's your wallet? And so <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was like, how old are you? And I was like. I'm 35, um, and then she made a cartoon sound that was like, (laughs) Uh, 
And I was like, that was a cartoon noise. Uh, and then she said, it's really inspiring to see you out right now. gray bush up into my jeggings before I came out. I think think you didn't take your 35-year-old pussy, roll it up into your skirt, Yeah, because I think you were making snow angels as you walked. Just just flibberty flabberty. Just flibberty flabberty. You know how it goes. You get them angels. Uh, So, so, uh, and I feel like this, and and while we're talking, I feel like this. I feel like there's not we're getting a light currently, and that means we have to. Did we do a lot? Did we just we, we just took three minutes on that song that we didn't rehearse from right. A League of Their Own? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. So we're gonna right. we're gonna talk about this real quick. I feel Sister. Like, yeah. I say it. You say it too. Okay. You, you say know. It. Then you do it. I just feel like there's not enough reasons why women can question themselves sure. anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, there's not enough. Oh, like I just feel like I'm so thankful that there's stores for mm-hmm. us gals, mm-hmm. you know, stores that have realistic sizes, like American Apparel. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, are, thank these, you. are these leggings for baby snakes? <laughs> okay, they're for human legs. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Forever 21, you guys been to that cunt factory? <laughs> If you haven't been there, you can go there and you can be like, is this an earring? It's a dress. Oh. I'll take two. One for the front, one for the back. Thank you. Thank you. You guys got anything that's going to make me feel petite and bulky at the same time? <laughs> anything that's going to make me feel small, but also wide. But when you get right here, I want to look real fat. If you got anything like that. Yeah, what I'm looking for, and I don't know if you have it, but like sure. what I want is something like, I don't know, fun and flirty to my knees. Yeah. And then when we get to my thighs, I want it to be like, yeah, I really can't push your fucking car out of the snow. <laughs> fun. Got anything like that? Like and I mean, I'm not a businesswoman. She's not. She's obviously playing Little League for a team in Eagle Rock, and it's fine. Sure. And you obviously are uh, at an off shift of being a uh, backstage crew of Brigadoon. <laughs> Somebody is community theater production you are working on. Uh, yeah, but she's not a businesswoman. And the thing is, I don't know what you guys were doing at 21, but... What a haunted house to live in forever. Yeah, yeah. Don't you feel like somebody should have been like, before we go through right. with this name Forever 21, have we considered that this is a stupid name for a store? Forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Does this mean, oh, okay, does this mean like I have to go back into a time and a place when I was just throwing up Zimas and Mike's Hard Lemonade in an alley and I have to stay there for the rest of my life? <laughs> So this means Forever 21, you're telling me, if I get this straight, that I'm going back to the time in my life when I thought raves were super cool, and I was wearing uh, flame Jenko jeans, and somebody handed me a bag of something, and I said, what's this? And they said, that's meth. Okay, forever! Oh, man. Oh, Forever 21, does this mean, like, I get to go back just where, oh, I mean, like, somebody's basement giving an unemotional hand job while listening to Nickelback, you know? And I just stay there. For the rest of time. No, thank you. I'm going to stay confidently in my 30s, and I'm going to keep buying my underwear from the Burlington Coat Factory. (laughs) Uh, We've been the Putterball Sisters. Keep supporting Cameron and Rhea. Putterball Sisters, you guys. Let them hear it. Those Putterballs. 
Hey, Rhea, we got one final comic on the show tonight. Is that correct? That is correct. We love this gentleman. He was one of our first friends in L.A. and was so kind to us, and he just means the world to me. And then he also made fun of me so much backstage (laughs) because I said I transferred a lot of money. (laughs) I really hate myself for that. But I, like, really deserve to be made fun of for the rest of time. You do. Uh, you guys, let's hear it for our friend and yours, Mr. Bobcat Goldthwait. Hi, I didn't make fun of you. I, I, uh, I just openly laughed really, really hard. I, uh, I was, you may know me from the guy sitting in the audience laughing really hard. Cam mentioned <laughs> ah, and I'm not uh, it was just so beautiful hey for you, a lot of you are young you don't know I, uh, I, I've been famous all my life I'm, um, I was uh, very big in the 80s before uh, uh, a lot of you were born but I was um, uh, I, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and I'm full of uh, oh it was just so beautiful to hear you say that let me explain I got on Letterman when I was 20 years old. I'm 53 years old. I was actually the neighbor that was gardening and sent the picture of his dick to those two guys. No, I didn't send it. He gave it to him. I imagine he went to Kinko's because like, he's like, how do I do this? And Because um, I have a problem with people my age. Uh, I'm, I'm 53, but uh, I, I used to hate the youth and I hate people my age. But So I just want to... So here's why I was laughing is um, I was trying to come up with a set and I thought of my day and I realized not it's not better than your day but it's completely unrelatable. And I, we got to witness that glorious fucking moment where now Cam's life is unrelatable. <laughs> and it makes it harder to do comedy. It really does. I mean, uh, how many other people were Prince's birthday present in 1987? <laughs> okay, just me? Um, funny, uh, how many other people think it's funny when you tell David Bowie he can't sing in your basement and he's got to play drums? Okay. Right? Um, these are true stories from my life. Um, but I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. So my version of that was I was 22 years old and I went into a bank in North Hollywood and I didn't have a banking account and I said, can you cash a check? And I, and I was in a, a police academy movie. And I said, I don't have a banking account. I don't know how to do this. Can you? And they, you know, they were just rolling their eyes at me. I was probably dressed even worse than I am now. And, um, and uh, it was for $80,000. And suddenly it was like, come this way, Mr. Goldway. <laughs> See? And you didn't laugh at that. Because you can't relate to that. And, and it's such a weird part of being a comedian when you have to... Uh, you know, you, it's, not, it's not like your life is better. It just gets fucking weirder. You know, I've, I've lost fortunes. I have, oh, I, you're all better than me. I'm starting in a, a, a middle, I'm 53 and I have roommates, okay? It's all coming together this year. This is my year. But I'm, but I'm happy. I don't want, that's what I'm going to tell you guys. You're young, I'll just tell you this. Uh, uh, you're, gonna, you're all trying to make it in this business, except, except you. Maybe you are. I don't know. 
later on we'll talk about David Hasselhoff and try to figure that out. So, um, <laughs> here's the, I'm just going to, I'm not doing a stand-up set. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, it's, uh, um, you're going to get offers to make money, and uh, it's going to sound good, and you're going to go, well, I don't know if I really fit in this thing, but, you know, I'll do it for a little while, and they'll, they'll pay me and all that. Fuck that. Do what you want to do, and... Like, I have a day job, and that's stand-up comedy, so I can make movies. I, I, I have a job so I can make movies. I, I don't make my living making movies. I love the movies I make because I don't have to listen to other people. So what I'm trying to tell you guys is quit as often as possible. <laughs> Keep quitting. You're going to be offered a lot of... You're going to go... You're, that little voice in you is going to say, I don't know if I should really do the, the polish on Hot Tub Time Machine 3. Fuck that. Don't do it. Because you'll just be in comedy jail and you're going to be fucking... Okay, I'm, you're going, well, we like hot tub. <laughs> okay, I'll do some material. You probably just think I'm a... I'm the inverted version of an old guy that yells, hey, kids, get off my lawn. Um, I'm saying, kids, have fun. Just don't fuck up like me. I'm going to build to a peak here. You think I don't have it in me, but I can do re relatable material. No, so... <laughs> I really was Prince's birthday present. Um, this was the first celebrity that died that I didn't have a dog in the fight, so I, was, uh, I could watch it on social media. But back in the uh, day, Prince wanted to meet me for his birthday, and they flew me to Minneapolis, and I met Prince. And he was really excited, and he was really tiny. And um, I mean, I'm a short guy, but he was really tiny, and he was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. Like, he had that falsetto voice. Oh, he was dressed as... Um, Peter Pan. I always leave that out of the story. I swear to God. I because it's even weirder that to, you know, now you're going bullshit, but he was just as fucking Peter Pan. He had the little green skirty thing and tights on, and, or he was dressed as Sprout from the Green Giant commercials, but it was definitely in the Peter Pan league. And he goes, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. And I go, oh, hi, hi, Prince. Uh, nice to meet you. He's like, hi, hi, Bobcat. And, uh, and his voice was really high. And then uh, he goes, you want a drink? And I go, no, I, I don't drink. He goes, yeah, you shouldn't drink. There's a lot of weird people out there. <laughs> and I go, yeah, you and me, we're the regular Joes. <laughs> and then his voice dropped. He goes, that was funny. Like it went down there. <laughs> Are you ready, Wendy? Um, so, uh, okay, I got the light. I don't know where to go with this. Um, I'm going to do uh, uh, an uncomfortable thing that I've been talking a little bit about, and I might go over about a couple minutes. Is that okay? So, um, um, uh, talking about unrelatability. So, Robin Williams was my best friend, and... Um, and uh, and he died of a thing called Lewy body dementia. And, I, and, I, and I'm starting to talk about it only because um, it's a disease, it's a dementia that attacks your brain, just is aggressive, or it's actually more aggressive than Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. And I witnessed this for the last two years of his life. He, he, he was hallucinating, he processed reality not in the same way. And depression is a very serious thing, and my heart goes out to you if you suffer from it or you know someone who died from it, but he didn't die from depression, he didn't kill himself because of that. He was getting really screwed up messages from people that weren't in the room. That's why Robin died. So I like to tell people that only because he fought and fought and fought and fought depression, because he was, that's how comics become comics, because we're fighting depression. That's how every fucking comic... Like, people come to me and they go, 
you were friends with Robin. Did he ever talk to you about suicide? I'm like, we're comedians. We talked about suicide every day. Sometimes we would talk about other shit. You know, it'd be like, hey, congratulations on the Oscar. Oh, thank you. How would you do it? I don't know. I think a car. I think a car. And... And because he was my friend, people also, it's funny. And uh, Oh, by the way, he hated people doing an impression of him. But, but I don't do the, that impression. I go, I do how he really talked to you. So, oh, that's wonderful. You know, but he would, um, he was very kind and sweet and generous if you met him. And he was a really sweet man but, and, and so generous. But the funny thing was is, I don't even know if he'd be comfortable with people knowing this. I spent a long I spent so many hours bored out of my fucking mind hanging out with Mork. I was, I know you think like he was always on. Fuck that. I would sit there in a room and watch him play video games for five hours, fucking straight, multiplayer games with other people, and he's swearing at them. And, um, and I'm like, how old are these people you're playing against? He's like, I don't know, 10, 13. So... <laughs> Swear to God, he'd be cur- you know, and I just envisioned some kid like, I think the genie from Aladdin just called me a cocksucker. <laughs> so I'll tell two more Robin stories and get out of here. So, so he, uh, uh, I miss him every day. So, so he, he, uh, he <laughs> we were swimming in the Caribbean, uh, snorkeling, obviously on his dime, and. Um, <laughs> And a barracuda came up, and, 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 and I just didn't think. I just grabbed him and put him in between the barracuda and I. I did, total instinct bullshit. I just went, boom. And then he started laughing. It was kind of, I'm holding him. He's very hairy. It was weird. And then, and then we started laughing, and we ran out of the water with our, you know. And uh, he's like, you just, you, just, you just put me right in front of that barracuda. You didn't even think. I go, yeah, fuck you. You've had a career. Uh, if we died, it would have been Robin Williams and other, tragically. Uh, and so he got me a job working on a Snickers commercial because I needed money. Um, and uh, yeah, just keep quitting and then you'll end up someplace you don't want to leave. That's all I want to tell you guys. So, so uh, and make friends with people that can help you when you're in a jam because he, uh, he, he got me a job on the Snickers commercial and he knew a lot of you don't. I used to do this character. It's like, ah! And that's what people knew me for. Um, and and, he, and he, 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 he knew I hated doing that character, but he called me up and he said, they're going to ask you to do a Snickers commercial and tell him no, because I told him you have to be in it. So they called up and I said no. And so then they offered me a lot of money. He was so fucking great. So then he called me back and he goes, okay, now tell him yes, but um, here's the bad news. The, you're going to have to do the voice. And I go, oh. Uh, for the amount of money Snickers is paying me, I will fuck a Snickers bar on camera. (laughs) By the way, I should say this. It's a really good candy bar. (laughs) I had to sign a thing that said I wouldn't uh, ever talk about it. So, uh, one more story. I, uh... A lot of you don't know me, but that's cool. I'm glad we're friends now, I think. So, um... When uh, uh, I was known because I was in these police academy movies, and um, uh, I got hit by TMZ recently, and I really don't think I need to be taken down a couple notches by TMZ. <laughs> I'm not walking around like, who's the cock of the walk? Who's? 
who's got four roommates in Silver Lake? So, um... And this guy from TMZ, one of those snarky little douchebags that work on that show, came up. I fucking hate those kids. They haven't done anything, and they're like, you know, fuck you, you know? So, um... This kid jumps out of nowhere. Jumps out of nowhere with a camera, and he puts it in my face, and he's like, hey, Bobcat, they're rebooting Police Academy. Don't you think the original cast should be in it? I go, no. And they go, why not? I go, because a lot of us are dead. <laughs> and then I said, if you're going to reboot it, you should do what they did to 21 Jump Street and make it a comedy this time. <laughs> that was going to be the big zinger I was going to get off stage with. But... Oh, and then the dummy goes to me. I go, do you really think they should be making wacky movies about the police right now? And he goes, why? I go, oh, oh no. <laughs> hey, I'll leave on a moan. Good night. That was beautiful, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was beautiful. Yeah. Bob uh, is very humble, but he's an amazing, he's a brilliant director, mm -hmm. and I love his movies, and if you haven't had a chance to see Bob's movies, you should absolutely see his movies. So do that. Yes? Sounds like a great plan. World's greatest dad. World's greatest dad. God bless America. Oh, yeah, he also made a movie Willow Creek called um, Cameron Esposito Marriage Material. Oh, yeah, he also made that Which is a stand-up special. Yeah. But... It was me. <laughs> but um, his narrative movies are, they're brilliant, so please watch his they stuff really are. and support him any way that you can. You guys, that is our show. What a, what a beautiful show that was, right? A great show. I feel so lucky to have been here. Yeah. And we're here every Tuesday. We're here every Tuesday. We will see you guys next week. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. Have a good one. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.